The following is a paid program, and the views expressed are those of the hosts and guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPTF or Curtis Media Group. Information provided is of a general nature. Listeners seeking specific advice should contact a licensed professional in the appropriate area. From home repair to remodeling, this is Making Your Home Great. Making Your Home Great every Saturday at 2 o'clock, FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. I'm Dave Alexander. In the studio with me, we got a full house. Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling. How you doing, Joel? Good afternoon. Is it a good day outside? Haven't been on. A little, little gloomy. Does it look a little cloudy? It's nice. I mean, for yeah. me, it's nice. I'm. It's, what has it been ninety-five degree weather for a month and a half, two yeah. months now. This is yeah. this is good. This is I'm, tolerable. I, and I ask that in part to remind everybody that this show is live on the air. Now people say we're live on the air, and then they. Other people think, oh, no, they just said that on the tape. Well, and they don't know you've been here all day. You don't I've know what the weather looks been, like. I have no <laughs> idea. I listen to it every Monday morning. <laughs> Very good. All right. So Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling, Holly Bowers from RoofWorks. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. I, I saw your new uh, website design. It's not usually a big deal on the radio when you tell people, wow, go see the design of the website. But, you know, it used to look a little country. It did. We kind of mimicked the barn doors at the office in the showroom. But yes. this was a revamp, and it, we took it back to the old original and just made it, like, 2022. So. Very sharp, yes. very sharp. The, the, it advertises, of course, your residential, commercial, and multifamily HOA. Nobody, we haven't talked about that at all. That if somebody's got a really big building, you guys will do it. Oh, yeah. We, we do a ton of HOA work. Really? Yes, sir. That's really the core of our company, honestly. As no that's kidding. It brings a big part of the repair and maintenance department. And let's talk about the repair and maintenance because we've got to – I got to sign people up for your regular examination inspection <laughs> program. I, I mean, do you really have an, a program like that? We, do. I mean, anyone that calls with an initial issue, whether it's yeah. a new roof or a leak, we're always doing an inspection, investigation, assessment. So I would say any any time we're going out on site, we're checking the roof, checking the attic, we're trying to figure out and pinpoint what the issues are so that we can get them a solution that actually makes sense and it's what they need. I've owned a home for about 15 years, and the only thing I've ever thought about the roof was, is it there? <laughs> is it leaking? <laughs> is it still there? Is it yeah. still retaining water away from the rest of the house? I, how often should I have somebody look at the roof? Well, I mean, it depends on the age, really, because if it's a newer roof, it's probably, you know, once every couple years. If you're towards the end of its life, you're probably going to want someone to come check it out quite a bit often at least once a year and get up there and go and go check your own attic if you get up in the attic you can see a lot of issues and leaks before they ever show themselves on the sheetrock speaking of attics we've got the attic expert here uh-huh. brock emmons of triangle radiant barrier i've seen a few you've been you've been in a few and I've, I've been in a few and you've located leaks too many 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 leaks actually yeah. she's to address her point she's completely right most of the time that uh, i get into an attic you're able to track water damage right so if a leak is up at a you know on a an eave or a valley or or a hip a ridge 
you can normally track that water down the wood and find out where it's coming from. So right. very often do I get in attics and find former leaks. I mean, there's there's still water damage there from leaks that happened a few years before. But, right. you know, it is a good idea to get up there a couple of times a year. As long as you can maneuver in an attic without stepping through, Right, that's a fairly expensive mistake. <laughs> been there and done been, that. Been there, yeah. I really well, have done well, that. I've done the same. It happened. <laughs> it happens. It does. I think anybody that's been in the well, trade industry with always you, it's an happened. embarrassing <laughs> moment when it does. When you put does. your foot through, yeah. we I put my foot through um, over the garage, just through straight through into the garage. Mm-hmm. And I, of course, I had to explain it to my wife because <laughs> she had no concept. I I said, "Come out in the garage." So what? It, I goofed up. Uh, look up in the ceiling. You know, it's. 15 feet up there i'm not going to repair that right right um, i get a lot of customers bringing us out to do uh, estimates for insulation and i yes. find a hole in their garage <laughs> and most of the time the uh the homeowners uh the homeowner or the homeowner's husband will say yeah i got up there and tried to insulate yeah. and, and we gave up after i realized it was a little bit more difficult than i thought so you suggested on today's show that we talk about projects what do you mean by projects well let's see who the caller is and you we'll, know, this we'll, is so funny. Wait a minute. <laughs> Let's put her on speaker. Hi, honey. Yes, listen, um, I was wondering if you knew what I do at 2 o'clock on a Saturday. <laughs> I'm I'm on the air. Oh, honey, I didn't know I called you. I'm sorry. Oh, that's fine. All right. Love you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. All right. It's a loving butt dial. She just butt dialed me. You know, I thought I had my kid call me one day. While I'm on the air, and I said, honey, do you know where dad works? Do you know when he works there? I'm just glad she didn't lay in a, I a thought, bomb. Uh, I, you know, I thought today's show would be a good opportunity to talk about new projects. I mean, across the board. Yeah. We, we've got a panel of knowledge up here right now, and um, we don't just have to talk about crawl spaces or mold right. remediation or roofing or, or generators, but... I know a lot of our, our listeners out there are taking on projects. They're yes. converting their uh, garage into living space or adding an addition to the back of the house, right. pulling the siding off and having to reside the house. There's a lot of projects that are going on, and typically yep. those start up the, the end of summer and the beginning of spring. Mm-hmm. And we're getting a lot of new construction right now. So I've got an interesting question for Joel. Let's say we have a house that um, – in particular, I actually had a customer this last week that um, has a medical business and he's building a business or a, a building behind his his home. And he was asking me about, you know, what happens if the power goes off? What kind of, of options do we have? And I was telling him, well, you know, although this isn't the size of a full house, you don't necessarily have to get a very large generator. There are smaller generators that can do uh, smaller buildings. Is that right? They don't have to go with a, a big one if they just want it for an outbuilding. Correct. Uh, just leading into that, uh, we have a job that we will be starting on Monday. Uh, it's a new construction home, uh, roughly about 3 $4 million. Whoa. Um, it is hmm. actually two homes built together as one, but the... Uh, crawl space has an air pressurized system that kind of keeps it pressurized, uh, I guess, for, for uh, moisture reasons. It also has all these pumps that are 
pumping away all the because the house is so large the roof is putting in so much water into the ground they've got uh, these sump pumps all around but most importantly uh, they have a security gate system that uh, the gate is at the road and it's a quarter mile away and you the only way you can access the property is when that gate opens up Uh, and uh, the builder built the house and he was like you know we've got a generator on the house but this because it's two houses in one, we have a house panel, uh, which is the common area of these two houses, and the, and the pump systems and, and the security systems um, are not on generator, right? Mm-hmm. And and then so when yeah, it rains or it. storms or when there's a power outage, people can't get out, plus he's worried about rainwater coming up into the crawl space. Right. So we came up with a very small 7kw generator that we're putting in just specifically for that system uh i mean you're only talking probably three or four circuits is what is needed for that purpose um and that's going to be what we call an essential circuit generator yeah uh and i thought it was a a great idea from the builder to think about that before uh the families moved in and and you know they've got power on there on this residence to the left and then a separate generator for the you know we have three generators on this under roof project okay uh and it it takes a little bit of design uh because each individual uh, residence is individually metered by the power company individually addressed so we had to have individual meters even though it's one structure so it's wow same kind of concept as you would see uh in durham and apex and carry when you have townhouses Right. Uh, that have, you know, all of them joined together. And, you know, Unit A has a generator, but nobody thinks about the security lighting or the fire suppression system, yeah. uh, anything like that. So you know, it's it's kind of smart to think about projects like that. Now, that generator that's running the gate, mm-hmm. okay, you're saying that gate is quite a ways away from the property. Yep. Did you mount that generator at the property and have to run line down to the gate? Well, it already had an electrical line already in the ground and a communication line in the ground going to that gate. All we had to do was go to the uh, house panel okay. and convert that to a transfer switch, and the generator is actually up towards the residence. That sounds much easier than I was visualizing in my head. <laughs> Wait, I'm, th- I'm seeing him out there with a trencher doing half a mile a cable half a mile yeah (laughs) well the other thing the edge of the gate the other thing about that is the uh the builder didn't think ahead and far enough to this was a problem that came up right after the house was just about completed yeah and we had all that rain every friday night we had bad thunderstorms coming in yeah and they were constantly sump pumps were cut off and they were having water go into this uh, encapsulated crawl space that they, you know, paid a lot of money to to right. control. Right. And he's like, we got to figure out a way to to remedy this situation. We didn't think about that, and it's on that house panel. So, and it's two different families, so we didn't want to obligate just one person having to obligate for that power source on their generator. So. Well, we came up with this. You know, this gets back to when you're when you're doing a new construction, a new project. It's it's doing a right the first go around. I mean, Holly, you've been doing roofing a long time. How how many homes are you running into that are within a few years old and developing roof leaks and problems just due to the poor design of the home? Oh yeah, so so many, especially in the multifamily side. We're doing tons and tons of repairs. We're having to replace roofs 10, 14 years in. So it's it's definitely a wow. problem. Du- why would duplexes. why would somebody have yes. to do that? Yeah. Just because they weren't installed right, and yeah. that's I mean, and what's happened is the the really the neighborhoods have had serious serious problems from start all the way till they get the roofs done. 
just because of workmanship issues. Maybe the flashing work wasn't done right or shingles weren't installed right. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's a big problem right now. And to go with Joel, like what we've been running into with the roof replacement, especially on multifamily side phasing out, is we've been running into gas lines mm -hmm. being too close to the underside of the roof yes. decking. <laughs> yeah. That's been I... a big problem. And so now we're making everybody aware of it as much as we can. But we, what we've had to do is go up and inspect individual attics in certain neighborhoods just to make sure if we find anything that's alarming, right. we let the homeowner know to call yeah. it HVAC company. But these are things we didn't have to worry about. But now, I mean, it's it's very common now that we are going to run into this problem. So This, this yeah. is because actual builders are just not very good at their skill. Well, I'm not sure I'm not sure how it passed inspection. Yeah, it's supposed to be a certain depth away from the roof, okay? Right. So you can run gas lines through the attic space, mm -hmm. through your gas right. water heater, HVAC, HVAC you know, heat mm -hmm. pump. Um, but <laughs> most of the time those are mounted to the bottom of the roof joists. Yeah, that's right. Okay. I, I many, many times have gone into multifamily, you know, duplexes, townhouses that were put up very quickly. Those those things normally are put up very quick. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you'll find the gas line a quarter of an inch away from a nail that has come through the roof when they were putting the roof on. Okay. A quarter of an inch to the left, you have a gas leak in your attic. That's right. Right. It's right. just it's you know th these are the kind of things that you have to watch out for and you you rely on a home inspector right yeah you get a home inspector when you buy a house and and hope that they're going to find all of those little little issues and and uh, unfortunately in most cases uh many of those items are missed and many of them are on like the gas fireplace side right there where that that fireplace is on that outside wall and that yeah. uh, that track pipe material, uh, CSST, corrugated stainless steel tubing, which is very, very common, which you'll see yeah. in the new construction market now. Uh, it, it's just a very thin piece of pipe, but it's right there at a pinch point. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, you don't want that, that gas line run in the, in the, on the floor joist side because, again, in, uh, homeowners getting up in the attic or contractors getting up in the attic, and you're talking, what, 16 inches of insulation now That's being right. blown in. That's you're right. not able to see it, and you're stepping on it, and you're actually causing that to leak as well. You want to get yeah. that pipe up, but you don't want to get that pipe all the way up to the roof deck itself. You want to kind of be at that... Unfortunately for me, my okay. short legs, uh, you don't want to be at that level where it's at your knees, but you really do want it to be at your knees because you know at that point it's not going to be in any risk of being damaged from a roofing being replaced, right. uh, any carpentry work having to be modified or, or uh, stepping on it. And unfortunately, it's an expensive lesson to learn. Yes. It is. Um, it was a few yes. months ago, one of my technicians, and this is one of our mistakes. We oh. have very few but yeah. one of my technicians was walking through the uh, an attic, and there was a water line mm. that was mounted to one of the floor joists, but it was elevated above level. Mm -hmm. So when she stepped on the joist, it yeah. fractured the water line and yep. it caused six thousand dollars worth of water damage. So yeah. that that was tough for me to swallow. But uh, I got Craig, the floor guy, involved. He right. came out and redid right. a bunch of flooring, and we got that customer taken care of. But those are the minor things that you can miss, and you don't know about it till right. uh oh. Now it's it, time to pay some money. And it, and it goes back to what I've always said uh, is, you know, there is a time in your life when you just need a handy person, right? Yeah. I need this thing hung or I want to, you know, I'm not really good at this. I'm going to have somebody do this one skill. And I can hire the guy with the really the dirtiest pickup truck in the in the neighborhood, you know, who will also send me faxes and notarize my stuff if, if I need it. You know, you know, he's an all-around fella. 
I could hire him, but if he steps on a water pipe, uh-huh. it's probably on me. Yeah, yeah. It's it's going to be on me, the homeowner, rather than on the contractor, because he's not a contractor. He's just a fellow with a pickup truck. That's right. Now I'm in favor of people learning their trade, whatever way they can learn it. Just not on my house, right? I want I want the people who knows what they're doing. Uh huh. On my house. All right. So if you want to pick up on this conversation about projects and call us up, if you got a project you want to talk through with the experts here, go ahead and call us. Uh, promotional consideration uh, offered up by Cape Fear Seafood Company. Uh, we got a $25 gift certificate for you if you call up with a question right now. Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling, Holly Bowers from Roofworks, and Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier on Making Your Home Great. Making Your Home Great, FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. Making Your Home Great, Saturdays at 2 on FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. I remind you of that just in case, you know, like, you don't know what time it is now, or in fact, <laughs> what day is it? planning things out for next week. Mm-hmm. What shall I do next Saturday at 2? Ray in Nashville joins us right now on Making Your Home Great. You're on with Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling, talking about generators, and Holly Bowers from RoofWorks, um, talking about roofs, of course, and Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Hi, Ray. Well, how y'all doing? We're doing great. What's going on? Well, I want to see if uh, any of you all get involved in just uh, duck work. I, 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 everybody I talked to wants to sell me a whole system for my house, and I don't. I, I just need my old duck work on my first floor thrown out and new duct work. And uh, I don't know if that's in line with anything. Uh, you know, hold on, over today or not? Because it's not Joel's end of the company, but Joel, fill it in. Absolutely, we do duct systems. Uh, you know, we will tear out the existing system and put in the new duct work uh, that will match up to the uh, uh, airflow of your existing system. Uh, we do not do any duct blasting or cleaning, so it is a total re- replacement uh, as long as everything is accept- accessible. Excuse me. Uh, if it's in a crawl space, I would recommend having a duct system replaced every 10 to 12 years. Uh, that's really? you know, it's standard procedures okay uh usually no more than the second or third system you'd always want to have your duct system replaced when you do the the hvac system as well but absolutely give us a call we'd be more than happy to uh come out there and quote you a, a duct system all right his, now, his uh, yes you go as in nash county we do uh we do we have actually done some jobs in nashville and actually the last one that i went on yeah. down there was a duct system. Was it? <laughs> yeah. It was in, in an attic. So. Co- common problem down there in Nashville. That's now, right. Now, Ray, you're replacing the duct work because of what? Because of age? Well, um, the crawl space is cooler than the first floor. So that's common. <laughs> that's a leaky, a very leaky duct system. Oh, okay. And you're not, you're and not getting all your... it to be cooler in the house. Yeah. And the duct you. systems now are required to be sealed insulated on the outside of the of the metal and then of course all of our duct systems get pressurized and checked by a third party contractor to validate their their leakage you know and there's a interesting uh bit of info on duct work so okay. is it a 40 second 
interesting bit of info with duct workers. It, it, it more is like not. Ten, more it's, like it's, a 10 It's more second. like a minute. So right. we can wait. Ray, Come. hang on just a second because, you. I mean, you know, you want to catch this. I'm not. I'm just saying you want to hear this. You're going to want to know what kind of ducks to get. It'll be – and Ray's option is not to put duct tape on it. Probably not. No? no. Okay. All right. I'm just – I'm just guessing. Uh, Cape Fear Seafood Company. Uh, Ray, we're going to get your details and send you off a gift certificate. We'll tell you more details on that in just a moment. Ron with Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling. Holly Bowers from RoofWorks on Making Your Home Great. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Making Your Home Great with Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling, Holly Bowers from RoofWorks, and Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier, and Ray from Nashville. When last we spoke, Ray was talking about ductwork. Ductwork. And I was cu- curious as to why he was replacing it. Clearly, his ducts leak. Uh, yeah, that's that's a pretty good reason. Yeah. Um, I, you know, there's a few different types of ductwork out there. You know, the exciting world of ductwork, right? But mm. you want to know which type of ductwork to get and yeah. where it's installed. Yeah. If you crawl under your house, most of us have plastic wrap ductwork. Okay. It's got batted insulation in it. It is a plaster exterior wrapping. Right. That is the type of ductwork that goes under the house. Right. If you do not have a sealed crawl space, if you do not have anything down there that is keeping the humidity down, that ductwork, along with the air handling unit, are going to sweat. Plastic does fine with sweating. You can wipe the water right off. It's not going to prematurely deteriorate. Yeah, yeah. Now we switch over to silver ductwork, flex duct. I've seen it, yeah. Some of us, if you go up into your attic, you'll notice that some of your ductwork is silver. Silver ductwork is radiant barrier. Okay. Okay, radiant barrier is a reflective, high-grade form of insulation. Right. You do not put radiant barrier silver ductwork under your house. Okay. It's not designed to be in moist, damp environments. All right. So I have been in many, many crawl spaces that the silver ductwork was installed five, six years ago. It has sweat and condensated so many times that the silver has rubbed off, and now it's white. Yeah. That is designed to be in a very hot attic. So if you are replacing your ductwork, sir, yes, in your crawl space. And Ray is. Ray, yeah. do not let them sell you the more expensive silver ductwork. That is radiant barrier ductwork. It is more expensive because it goes in an attic, not a not crawl gonna, space. Ray, are you there? Yeah. Ray, Ray isn't going to have a problem with that because he's going to go with comfort first. And we do install the silver ductwork, but as to addition to what Brock was saying, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you also want to consider when you do that duct system do a dehumidifier agreed for your crawl really? space and, oh, yeah. and anytime you're going to take on to that process of a, a duct replacement or an hvac replacement and you don't already have an encapsulated or a right. uh a, a crawl space or a dehumidifier invest in that as that's the time to invest in it and it's very little investment when it goes towards that lifetime or that longevity of that product that is true. With a dehue, it's not going to sweat, and right. it eliminates the problem. And, Ray, it's not a while we're at it issue, right? It's like, huh, well, while we're at it, might, might as well. No, this actually does help overall, right, Joel? Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. All right, Ray, congratulations. You have got a, 
Now, on the way, a $25 gift certificate to Cape Fear Seafood Company. They have two locations in Raleigh, Spring Forest. Now, you got to go to the Village District one for this gift certificate. Cape Fear Seafood Company with the freshest possible ingredients. They specialize in regional American seafood, signature dishes, hand-cut fish, steaks, chicken, and incredible desserts. They are at capefearseafood.com. Thank you, Ray. Hey, can I get the uh, n- number to call for this? You That's sure can. What's the number for Comfort First? 919-777-1777. You're going to want to talk to Beth. Uh, talk to her, talk to her about uh, seeing if uh, uh, we can have one of our project managers come out there and, and give you an evaluation. Joel, give us that number slightly slowed down again. Yeah, it's yeah, 919-777-1777. <laughs> <laughs> and your, your company, what's the name of your company? Uh, Comfort First Heating and Cooling. Comfort. First. Did I, did I hear a seven in there? Yeah, That's there, there's an easy a few. number gotcha. to remember. <laughs> it's pretty easy. Yeah. It's just if you, for, Ray, if you forget the number, it's just a series of sevens with a one in the middle. <laughs> That's all it is. Great, man. All righty. Thank you, Ray. All right, Ray. I'm be doing that, and I'll be seeing y'all all. Thank you. Thank you, Ray. Have all right, day. take care. Holly Bowers from Roofworks is here, and Brock's got a, a comment about felt. Felt, yes. Okay, so let's get back to the new projects. Shouldn't shouldn't it be really easy? I hate to say this, Holly. Shouldn't it be really easy to put a roof on something? That you, <laughs> I'm wow. not going that you up there. <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. Other than the falling off and killing yourself thing. Uh, you, you, no. There is nothing easy <laughs> about on putting roof. on a roof. No. No, no that absolutely is, not. You know, putting a roof on in july or august is probably top three hardest jobs out there that it's just it's excruciating brutal well so the felt okay we always talk about shingles right we talk about designer shingles and ventilation and what the you know what about what's underneath that okay a lot of people don't understand that the waterproof system on your roof is typically the underlayment if it's done properly Mm-hmm. Okay, so a lot of us know what 15 felt is and 30 felt. I like synthetic felt. When it comes to the material cost, it's not really more expensive than a traditional felt, but it has a much higher resistance to water. When you're doing these new construction jobs, are you talking with your homeowners about the, the, the little bit more of an investment to use a, a higher grade under underlayment like uh, like a synthetic up front yeah i mean we we only put synthetics on we don't use any other type of roof mm-hmm. roof felt unless yeah. it's like a cedar shake roof where you've got a 30 pound split felt and then as far as the underlayment goes depending on if you're putting a metal roof you're gonna have to put high temp on or slate or tile but yeah. synthetic is we always do synthetic with every single roof replacement and new construction now we don't do a lot of new construction, but I would highly recommend it because what happens if you don't put the synthetic down is that that 15 pound or 30 pound felt tends to blow up and blow away. And then you'll see it might take a while to get the roof on. And right. then you've got kinks in your felt and it warps the plywood. So it causes a lot of problems. And the synthetic is safer, really. It's got a grip to it. So it's a little bit safer for the guys to walk on. 
Do you I, guys use anything additional on your hips and valleys? Uh, we do ice and water shield in addition to synthetic around all penetrations in the valleys, around chimneys, skylights, anywhere where there's a penetration or a valley, we do ice and water shield as well. That's ice good, good and water shield. It's like it's a waterproof membrane. It basically what it does is it's just a second layer of protection. So if, for example, you had a leak, it takes it's that much harder to get inside and cause problems on the inside. All right, that's Holly Bowers from RoofWorks. And your website number are? The website or the yeah. phone number? Well, either one. <laughs> so we've got roofworks.com, and that's R-O-O-F-W-E-R-K-S.com. Right. And the phone number is 919-852-2660. 852-2660. If I can write it, then other people can, and that's what I'm doing. All right, Holly Bowers from RoofWorks and Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling and Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Millie from Raleigh has been hanging on. How you doing, Millie? I'm fine. How are you? Speak right up and tell us what you got going on. I want to know if a jet log stack can be converted into a screened-in porch. Ah. Yep. Large deck into a screened-in porch. Brock, what do you think? I mean, yes, as long as the, the deck was built structurally to support any any potential additional weight. Mm-hmm. Um, a screened-in porch has, you know, a three seasons. Uh, roofing has a lot to do with that. Um, when you're trying to put an outdoor porch on, you're you're yep. going to want a ceiling above your head, and you're yep. going to want to make sure that that water is, is um, moved elsewhere. Uh, but it, it absolutely can be done. I believe step one is just confirming that the deck itself is supported structurally enough to hold the additional weight. Normally, that can be done with an engineer's letter, which are not normally cheap, a few hundred dollars, but it's the peace of mind you'd be looking for. And and at some point, Millie, are you in anywhere with an HOA or a, a covenant? No. No, good. Good for you. Because, you know, you, some things you can't rock and roll with. You can't <laughs> play around with. HOAs do not play games. They, they do not. Yeah. So, Millie, is there a roof on the on the deck now? No. It's not. Yeah, that's, that's, an that's probably porch. the most complicated part is just figuring out how the roof system is going to get put on and how it's going to tie into your existing system. That's right. So if if it's if you're able to do it and it works, that's great. But that's that's probably the biggest complication of trying to convert the deck to a sunroom or screen porch. Yeah. There's a lot of additional weight. You have to build a roof. So right. I mean, we're talking anywhere between 700 and 1,500 additional pounds on that deck. So we want to make sure that it's supported properly. Yeah, and then just make sure that when the roof goes on, it's it's all tied in the right way. Because right. we see a lot of problems on the back porch additions where that tie-in is just either it just wasn't built or framed correctly right. or it, it was never installed correctly you, you almost have to do a gable don't you yeah i mean like i said without seeing your house it's hard to tell how you're going to tie into it but right. those those extra additions always tend to be trouble areas are you tearing the whole roof off in order to do that tie-in well i mean not not necessarily if she doesn't need to we'll, right depending on how it ties in we'll probably have to put some ice and water shield and just go up and Add some new shingles to the main roof, but right. it just really depends. Every situation is different and unique. All right. Millie, does that answer your question more or less? Yes. Thank you very much. It You're does. very welcome. Do you ever get out for a, for a fish dinner? Yes, sir. You do? Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to send it. We're going to pay for it for, for you the next time. $25 gift certificate to Cape Fear Seafood Company, two locations in Raleigh. 
you can stop by the one in the Village District when you get your coupon, uh, Millie. Cape Fear Seafood Company with the freshest possible ingredients, uh, including, um, let's see, hand-cut fish, steaks, chicken, and incredible desserts. They are at CapeFearSeafoodCompany.com. Thank you, Millie. Thank you. I'm putting you on hold just to double-check that we have all of your details. Thank you. Uh, promotional consideration for today's program brought to you by Cape Fear Seafood Company. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and guests of the program stay at the Faded Love Motel Bar and Grill. <laughs> Joel Worsham of Comfort First Eating and Cooling. Uh, Holly Bars from Roofworks. And Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Call us up right now. I'm all out of food, but you can go ahead and, uh, you know, call and ask a question. We're kind of discussing projects here. I have one for Joel, too. Yeah, go ahead. Well, go ahead. Let me give you the number, and then you go ahead. 919-860-9783. So what is the, the question we have time? you have? Yeah. Okay, so we've what we've run into a lot in with the older 70s, 80s style homes, townhomes, is that when we when we replace the roof and we put the proper ventilation system in right. with the ridge vent, soffit vents there's the homeowners are there's some that are complaining about the humidity mm-hmm. and so we've ran into it where we've had to right. go out there and take a look at it but i think what's causing that is just the fact that their house is actually venting properly now and their hvac systems need to be upgraded mm-hmm. and maybe you can yeah well verify that but here in it seems to happen in the august i mean it's yeah there's some neighborhood there's a one neighborhood in particular they call every august for the same thing and i'm like it's their hvac unit i'm pretty sure it needs to be upgraded so there's a lot of factors when it comes to humidity uh in inside houses um one of the major factors we live in the southeast so that's we're going to be fighting humidity uh july august and that early september no matter what if you can get your home uh, below 60% humidity, you're, you're doing a really, really good job. Uh, mm-hmm. m- most HVAC systems, if they're older, uh, they don't, they're not having, uh, uh, they're not either sized correctly uh, to move the amount of air that is required to, to get that uh, humidity down. They're not having enough long run time on the compressor mm-hmm. uh, or, or they're just worn out. And uh, so anytime you have a, a project at your house and you've done any type of changes to the house, it's always wise to have an HVAC contractor come out and reevaluate, do a load calculation, determine if that HVAC system is actually sized correctly. What you'll actually see from houses from the 70s, 80s, and even early 90s is they're, they're not sized correctly. They're usually about maybe a, a anywhere from a half a ton to a ton system off because back then we just went off, or when I say we, the HVAC industry went off of square footage uh, as as the load calculation factor, uh, and now you actually have you know what's the solar parameter of the house, what's the direction of it that it's it's sitting, uh, what type of windows, what type of insulation, all that takes in consideration of what actually your HVAC system is. The house I just built because of the type of insulation and where I put my house, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was actually able to go down just a little bit smaller in a system conventionally to what somebody else would have done and and my house stays 72 degrees very comfortable with a 56 percent humidity very nice so it has a lot to do with on the front end which, which is 
how all projects are. These are the these are the things that excite me. Is that, is that weird? It says yeah. 56, and I want to high-five them. Yeah. Now how did you get down to 56? No, yeah. It's, it's so you. important, though, because it's yeah. hard to explain this stuff to homeowners yes. when we're actually putting a much better roof system on their home, right, and we right. were venting it, which it might not have been vented, but then they're like complaining because they're having humidity or the AC unit's not working, and I'm like, yeah. it's just because you need to take the next step and do the next upgrade with that project and get your HVAC system up to date. Right. We, we did a we did a generator two weeks ago um, out in the country, near out in wide open, just farmland. Yep. Yep. Customer had a roof put on, um, had ridge vents, all the ventilation updated. Um, and we put a generator there, and the roofing contractor was there, and the roofing contractor asked us, hey, do you guys do electrical work? We're like, obviously we do <laughs> since we're doing a generator. And he's like, we really want to add a lot of attic vents to this house. Yeah. Uh, and the temperature of this attic, and, and you can probably go on a little bit further about this, the temperature of the attic during a 1 o'clock in the afternoon was right around 135 degrees. Sounds okay. about right. Yeah. We went in there with the roofing contractor. He put his ridge vents in, and, and then he actually added motorized gable vents. Yeah. And uh, we wired them while we were there doing the generator. And um, we got that house down to... 97 degrees at one o'clock in the afternoon oh okay uh is is that i mean a lot of people don't understand your roof life is dependent on what yes. your ventilation life exactly. is in your attic because you can void warranties yes. if you don't have good if ventilation. if you're not getting your ventilation done if you're having your attic re-insulated make right. sure that insulation mm-hmm. company is actually doing the correct venting they're not covering up your soffit vents i mean yeah. brock can get into that but um there's a lot of things that go to it than just hiring somebody with a pickup truck that can climb a ladder and peel amen, off a shingle. Amen. That's well, right, because if, it's, <laughs> yeah, if, if it's not vented, it breaks the asphalt and the shingle down, which That's means right. the lifespan of that typical shingle is not going to last as long as it should because it's getting way too hot. All right, we'll pick up with Ken in Apex in just a moment. We're on with Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling, Holly Bowers from RoofWorks, and Brock Emmons from Triangle Radiant Barrier on making your home great. Making your home great, FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. We, before we get going, we got Ken in Apex. Uh, we have Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling. Joel, that telephone number is just a one in some sevens, yeah. right? It's 919 Yes. Seven seven seven. Yes. One seven seven seven. Wow. Nine one nine seven 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 one seven seven seven. There it is. Your extension seven. Uh, I don't even. <laughs> no, you don't, don't I'm out in the field, one. so I don't know if I have an extension. <laughs> yeah, no, right. That's a lucky number. All right, Holly Bowers from RoofWorks. Your number is. It is nine one nine eight five two. Two six six zero eight five two two six six zero. Brock, how do we get in contact with you? Seven seven seven. No, no, no. no. <laughs> That's Joel's number. Not uh, okay. Triangle Radiant Barriers nine one nine eight four zero eight five one five eight four zero eight five one five five. Got it. All right. A website triangleradiantbarrier.com. You got it. Yeah, they picked a unique name for their. For their company, so that they could get the website, I know they did. <laughs> Ken in Apex, how you doing? I'm good, thank you. Got a couple of minutes. What's going on? Yeah, quick question. I hope uh, yeah. I had my roof replaced about five years ago, uh, yes. and I've got the uh, the chipboard for the 
for the plywood roof itself, or I guess that's called OSB. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they nailed the roof, the the shingles on the roof, I now have a million wood chips in my attic insulation. Yeah. And is that something to be concerned about? Should I have it all sucked out and replaced, or is it something that we just blow new insulation over top of? Huh. Well, it sounds like they might have had their nail guns turned up a little high um, yeah. if it was blowing out the backing on the back of the OSB. Uh, wood chips. So is that going to cause any problems? No, uh, as long as you don't have a high relative moisture humidity issue in the attic. Um there's not going to be really a good way to vacuum it out without also having to vacuum out the insulation. Uh, I'm not aware of a, a, a way to do it unless you're going through there by hand, uh, which would be fairly expensive if a con- if you try to pay a contractor to do that. I don't believe it's going to cause you any issues unless it's it's a lot of volume. I mean, if we're talking every square inch in there is covered in sawdust and, and wood chips, then it, it would probably be a good idea to try to get that stuff pulled out. And unfortunately, there's a chance you might have to re-insulate. If it's just a little bit, um, you should be able to blow in on top of it again, as long as you're not having a, a high relative humidity issue in an attic, which is fairly rare. Yeah. Okay. Uh, thank you. And, and also, uh, I know you mentioned the plastic-covered ductwork in the crawl space. But yeah. if, if it's also in the attic, is there a concern? Uh, with that type of ductwork in your uh, attic? No, no. So the silver ductwork has a higher insulation rating. That's why it goes up in the attic. Uh, the black plastic ductwork in the attic is is not going to cause you any issues like the silver stuff in the crawl space would if you don't mm-hmm. have a handle on the humidity issue. Um, it just doesn't have quite the same insulation value as, as the flex duct, the radiant barrier silver ductwork. So you're in good shape there. Um, it, you're, it's definitely not causing you any issues. Yeah, well, I, I try to get up in the attic about, you know, twice a year and look around and check the air handler up there. But the the chips aren't that bad, but, you know, they're they're noticeable for sure. So uh, we'll have to see what we can do there. Did, right. did they cut the ridge vent in? Did Because I'm not sure if you had ridge vent existing. But sometimes if they have to cut the ridge line to put the ridge vent on, that might would be where all that debris is coming from, too. No, I had an existing ridge vent. Okay. Well, that sounds yeah. like it is a nail gun then. Yeah. It was nail. It was definitely a nail gun. Okay. Yeah. They had they had it turned up too high. Well, you know that's Holly's talked about that on the show. There's there's yeah. a, there's a skill to this. It's not just here's a nail yeah. gun. Go up there and shoot it in. It's like they always tell me after the show ends, Dave. It's not as easy as you make it sound. <laughs> Painting is not easy. Putting right. a roof on is not easy. It is not. This is why you hire experts. Thank you very much. Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling. Holly Bowers from RoofWorks and Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. We'll be back next week, Saturday at 2, on Making Your Home Great.